Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one, The Unfought War, written by Alt Cipher. Thank you for seeing me before, Emperor Wakala trailed off. The quills along his head and spine were lowered in defeat. His normal emerald green skin was lustreless and sickly yellow-green. Secretary General Kine sat down across from him. It was the least I could do, the Secretary Kine said. His silk suit shushed quietly at the sat. I just... I just can't believe it'll go down the last Dakota Emperor. The great failure. Can already hear the songs they'll sing in my defeat, the Empress said. Well, Empire's fall, the Secretary said. I suppose someone had to be the last. If it were not for such cursed luck, I believe we would have routed you humans, the Empress said. And gods must have a special place in our hearts for your race like you. Luck? Is that honestly what you think? You think that it was luck that brought us here today? That has me accepting your surrender. No, Emperor, it wasn't luck that brought you low, the Secretary said. Oh, you claim this as a victory. It is a poor player who blames the sun for his failures and the winds for his victory. The Secretary smiled. There wasn't any luck involved, he said. He paused for a moment, considering, then said, Well, not much, anyway. A tiny bit, maybe. No, it was the hard work and dedication that won the war for us. Ha! <laughs> The emperor barked out a laugh as his quills flattered life for a moment. It was fortune's turn that made you victorious, human. Whatever you may claim out there in front of all the eyes of the galaxy. In here, just us, I know the truth. The secretary nodded once and said, Do you know how many warships we have? Not nearly enough to stop us, the emperor said. Oh no, not nearly enough, the secretary said. We have six full carrier groups and maybe another dozen frigates and fighter groups, barely enough to defend the Earth and our colonies. You think to rub your victories in our face now? We know we were stronger than you in every way, the Empress said. We did too, the Secretary said. When you launched your first attack on Galtea, you took over a whole planet in an hour. We just got enough intel to know that we were woefully outgunned. And yet... It is you accepting my surrender, the Emperor said. True, you had a much more powerful military. We had no time to build up a force that could stand against you. We asked all the other races in the galaxy. They told us that the Takata set their sights on conquering us, and that was it. There was no use in fighting. There would just be more dead humans when we surrendered. We asked for help from everyone we knew. Do you know what we found? The whole galaxy was terrified of you. Not one single species stood by us. I suppose I can't really blame them. Your reputation as fearsome warriors is well earned. The Emperor's eyes narrowed as he listened to the Secretary General. I feel, the Emperor said, as though you are dragging this out because you enjoy it. You tell me that you knew that you, you could not stand against us. You tell me that no other race would come to your aid. You tell us people feared our warriors. But yet, I, it is I, who is defeated. Tell your story and be done with it. 
I'm getting there, the secretary said. See, in all those conversations, we had about you and how to fight you. We learned a few more things than just your military might. For instance, you've conquered a number of worlds, and most of them are at the edge of starvation because of mismanagement. We heard about the grain riots of Talela. We also heard about the farmers marching on Dinka. We heard about the most of your imperial governors live in fortresses because they don't feel safe enough to walk down the street. This gave us an idea. And uh, what was that? I hosted a state visit to the Frenish. The president was a lovely woman who was served for longer than I'd been alive. Somewhere over the desert, of course, we began discussing your people. That's when I found out that you owe money to half the galaxy. You've taken loans pretty regularly, especially just before your people announced some big military expansion project. Your entire empire is living paycheck to paycheck. Of course, everyone was reluctant to call it in because of your military... The emperor sat back in his chairs, his quills rustled. Well, uh, we don't have much of a military, the secretary said, but we do have a hell of a lot of economy. Knowing that your broke ass couldn't fund an invasion on your own, we fouled the water. First thing we started doing is taking out massive loans of our own. That project to build a Dyson Sphere around Earth's solar system, fake. We move some construction equipment around and really sell it, but there's no way I'm putting a giant bubble around my home star. But I needed something big enough to justify the massive loans. The Emperor's jaw was set, and the Secretary General just heard the Emperor grinding his teeth. Next, the Secretary continued, we had a chat with the Galactic Bank. You know, those people that set the prime interest rate, well, they're all quite noble in their own way, and they had rules about getting involved in interspecies conflict. However, we talked with Mr. Peralia, and I'm sure you've heard of him in his news recently. He's the one accused of taking bribes and several ethics violations. Well, those allegations are true. We bribed him. We bribed the hell out of him. Then we leaked it. You acted dishonorably, then told people. The emperor could not mask his outrage. Absolutely, the secretary said. We made sure the entire galaxy knew. It made the whole bank look suspiciously that someone so well-placed could be bribed. Maybe their polices weren't as pure and as noble as everyone thought. Now, the investigation to show Mr. Perali acted alone in the bank is fine. But that will take time, at least a year or two. While that's going on, the bank is going to be very conservative in their actions, which means they're not going to change interest rates much, if at all, until the investigation is over. Now, if the interest rates don't change and Earth has taken out a massive loans across the galaxy, there's not much capital left for you to borrow, so we choked off your money supply. We still have our fleet, the Emperor said. I'm getting to that. The secretary said, See, even your soldiers won't work for free, but that's not necessarily fast enough. So we went out to several other races, the Bok, the Chinoa, the Hukla, and you recognize them, don't you? We buy food from them, the emperor said quietly. Yes, quite a lot of food, actually, the secretary said. We started poaching everything they had, drove the prices sky high, and as we just discussed, you couldn't put up hands in any money. When the soldier hears the pay has been held up and his family back home is starving, well, he's bound to reconsider his employment. That's when we forced them to work, the emperor said. The secretary's face cracked open into a wide, brilliant smile. 
Sure you did, he said. You nationalized everything. Every factory, every farm, every shop. But then, you don't have an army large enough to pacify every citizen in your empire and fight a war at the same time. Besides, we had our own alliance with the government-run economics, and they never seem to play out like people expect. There's usually a lot of violence. We made them work, the emperor replied. And they did, for a time. The secretary said, You sent your son and heir to address the workers who were out on strike. Someone, you never found out who, chucked a brick at his head. The whole thing erupted into violence and your son got killed. Are you saying you killed my son? The emperor's quills were standing on end. No, their secretary said. I'm saying I bribed one of your citizens to throw a brick at one of his guards to be less than fully committed to the protecting your boy. Do you know what it took? Do you want to know how much your boy's life cost me? The emperor glared at the human. The brick cost me two kilos of rice, the secretary said. The guard cost me half of that. Your boy died for goods that can be purchased in my world for ten bucks. The emperor's hand gripped the table and dug into the metal. We won the war, the secretary said, just not the one you were fighting. Now, let's walk out of here to the podium so you can sign your surrender papers. I promise we'll be magnanimous in victory. Your people will be fed and safe. Your military will be decommissioned and your empire will be broken apart. But the people will live. We may even consider letting you keep your imperial position. As a figurehead, mind you. The emperor's eye twitched and his breathing was ragged. You think to disgrace me even further? We could kill you instead, the secretary said, but whether you live or die, know this. Humanity has defeated you and your empire is no more. We bested you not with guns and ships, with brains and money. End of story. Story number two. Humans. WTF. Written by Mr. E. Monkey. Lieutenant Yamada, please have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. Captain Erforta, with a wave of his tentacles, attempted to approximate a human gesture of welcome. I am terribly sorry to have to discuss such a terrible situation to you, but um, as you are aware, I struggle to understand human cultures, and I want to be sure that this um, difficult matter is handled appropriately. Kitaran law is quite clear in such matters, but as your species are not technically a member of our alliance, I... Hmm? What is your expression? Erforta paused for a moment, and Tenai wiggling back and forth in consternation. Ah yes, I'm walking a high-tension cable. Lieutenant Yamada's eyes sparkled, the corner of her mouth turned up to a slight half-smile. Erforta had to admit that for such an unusual species, their odd appearance was not entirely unpleasant. Yamada had been assigned to his ship, the Wayward Sun, nearly three years ago, and while the Terran liaison officer did not fall under his command structure, they had in fact become good friends. They still addressed each other by rank out of mutual respect. In fact, it was due to this part that Forata's reports on Yamada had recently been promoted to first lieutenant, though, to be fair, she had earned it several times over. As for Erforta was concerned, hostile parties became much more, um, friendly, when they learned that the representative to the Terran Navy was on board. Unfortunately, it was because the Terrans that Forta was in his current mess. The expression you are looking for is walking a tightrope, sir, sir, murked Yamada. I'm not sure I understand. Yes, I know there was a minor incident in the Gaddy yesterday. Minor? 
Earth water interjected, the chromatophores in her skin turning various shades of green and purple in distress. We had one human passenger attempt to murder another, who, when the challenge to first combat, nearly maimed the representative of the Terran Navy. Earth water realized that he'd begun pacing back to his desk, and took a deep breath to try and calm down before continuing. Under Kataran law, both individuals should be put to death for their vile and violent crimes, yet uh, I am certain that, under the circumstances, the Terran Union would want to punish the second individual for attacking one of their representatives. Oforta paused, puzzled, as Lieutenant Yumana tried and failed to stifle a giggle, which grew to be a boisterous laugh. Lieutenant, did you suffer damage to your central nervous system when you were assaulted? I can see that your ocular color is damaged in the assault, but do you think the damage was deeper? Oforta rushed to his friend's side, genuinely concerned, but Lieutenant Yamada waved him away, still trying to stifle her laughter. After a moment, she was able to collect herself and spoke. Sir, let me assure you, you don't have a crisis at hand. This really was not a big deal. But Hanako, my crew recovered the poison. The data logs recorded the entire situation. Sir, allow me to explain. The first young man, Anders, was playing a practical joke on his brother, Frederick. They got into a scuffle, and when I was trying to separate them, Frederick swung a little wild and gave me this little shiner. She said, pointing to her right eye. The situation has been adequately resolved, and it really doesn't need to be addressed any further. And certainly not with capital punishment. If anything, I suggest making them clean the galley until we make port and carabella. That would be punishment enough, I think. Oforta slumped back in his chair, deeply confused. I'll defer to your judgment on this, after all. I really do not want to cause any sort of diplomatic incident between our governments. He paused, reaching for a smooth, particularly jittery antennae. I fail to see how poisoning another is practical or funny, and I'm amazed that attempted murder is treated lightly amongst your species. I must have deeply misunderstood your culture. Hanako laughed again. Ah, that I can explain. While sodium chloride is known toxin to several species in Cataran Alliance, it is also essential to the human biochemistry in small amounts, and is sometimes used to add flavor to our food. But certainly, even humans must be affected by large quantities of the chemical. The amount that Anders added to his brother's glass of milk was absolutely harmless to humans, but was enough to taste awful. That was just a harmless prank. Remind me sometime to tell you about some of the pranks my brothers and I played on each other when we were kids their age. This is nothing really. Erfurta's skin flashed a shade of green and purple. Later, perhaps... I am not sure I'm up to it right now. Your people are truly frightening. You know that, right? End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so, like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.